three years, 97 years of apostolic doctrine being preached in this area. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give me a little bit more volume, Brother Josh, and my wife, Mike. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I also give Brother Kilman. He has been coming, he and his family, and we love them, appreciate them being with us always. Praise God. Hallelujah. We just do it the old-fashioned way, and we, we tell folks if you come three or four times, you're just part of us. You can't escape us. We just wrap our arms around them, won't let them go. So they're just a part of this congregation, not just he, but all of his family. We give you all honor, and thank you for being with us. Praise the Lord. Well, hasn't God moved in this place? How many know that he's not done? How many are willing to receive a word from the Lord today? Amen. Praise God. You have your Bibles. Let's go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians 4, we're going to begin at verse 1 and go through verse 16. I know that is several scripture to read, but we will read quickly here in a moment. Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 16. I give honor today to the praise team. Didn't they do a wonderful job this morning? Such a great anointing. Amen. Sister Shasta back in the house of the Lord after having COVID again. Amen. And God blessed her and brought her back and healed her. And I'm believing a continued healing. Amen. Praise. Now, she's been over it a while. Y'all don't have to worry about her. Praise the Lord. Amen. But we give her honor. And we're thankful today that she's here in this place. Praise God. Ephesians 4. Everybody smile real big. Not like you're going to eat me. Everybody smile real big. That's what I'm talking about right there. Amen. Ephesians 4, beginning at verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Everybody say love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your, your calling. One Lord. Everybody say one Lord. One, Lord. one faith. One, faith. One, baptism. one baptism. One God and Father of all who is above all, through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure and the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captives, and he gave gifts unto men. How many know that we serve a mighty God, a powerful God, an authoritative God? Amen. That has put all principalities under his feet, and he's given authority to the Jesus name church. Praise God. Now that he has ascended, what is it? That he also descended first into the lowest parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens. That he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Thank God for the fivefold ministry. For the perfecting of the saints. This is what the ministry is for. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. 
till we all come in the unity of faith to the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning and craftiness wherein they lie wait to deceive. I want to focus on this verse. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. I'm going to stop right there. Amen. But I'm going to go back to that 15th verse. It says, but speaking the truth in love that we may grow up into him. I want you to look at your neighbor this morning. Tell him, say, grow up in Jesus' name. Praise God. Look at your other neighbor and say, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. Sister Maddie, it's time to grow up. Sister Lissa, it's time to grow up. Praise God. Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap in this place as we're being seated. Praise God. Amen. The rest of our guests, every one of you, we thank you for being in the house of the Lord with us today. Amen. Have you ever looked at your children or thoughts or even said, I wished you would grow up? Don't nobody answer that. If we could ever take them from adolescent to adult with just a wish, I wonder how many times, Sister Gregory, we would have done that. How many times would we have spoken adulthood into their life immediately if we could? Amen. When, uh, uh, when I have Jaden and Easton, those two brothers are so close. and We're trying to eat dinner. If you put those two brothers together, they will laugh for 30 minutes straight without ever taking a bite of food. And I will always say, Easton, Jaden, let's eat. Because they are just consumed with having fun and doing what kids do. I think today we could learn a lesson from our children, couldn't we? Have you ever shaken your head at somebody and rolled your eyes? Don't answer this one. And thought the very same thing. Wives, have you ever thought to your husband, I wish you'd just grow up. I'm going to get somebody in trouble before we're all done today. If we were all to admit today growing up unto Jesus spoken here in Ephesians 4, it's not the easiest thing to do, is it? I don't know about you, but I find myself on the altar of God all the time. Amen. As I bring old, horrible Philip Cook before the Lord and I lay him and, and I tell God to inspect him and look at him and examine him from head to toe. Amen, and he never does it. He doesn't find something that needs to be fixed and some area that needs to grow in me and, and something that needs to be turned around in every one of us. I believe that. Amen. Paul was constantly challenging the church to have some spiritual maturity about themselves. Paul told the Corinthians, he said, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Now, I don't know about you, but it's not fun being called a baby, is it? But here we find that Paul was speaking of that to the church. And he was saying, 
your babies and I need to speak to you as adults. And he was letting them know that there needed to be some spiritual maturity in their life. Amen. That they would come to understand, first of all, who they are. I'm going to tell you this, that you'll never understand your potential until you recognize where you are. Amen. And then recognize this, that I can do better. How many in here believe you can do better? Amen. I believe today that we're supposed to be uh, in, in, the, in the midst of being perfected, that God is supposed to uh, 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 be working in us if we will allow Him to work. So God is carrying on a work in every one of us and and I'm going to tell us something that may hurt our feelings today. And it's this, we have not arrived. We have not gotten there today. And, and I want to tell you today that there are times that I shake my head at myself. And I think, oh man, oh preacher, you could have done far better than this. Amen. You could have preached a better message. You could have dealt with something differently. Amen. You could have repented over something in the flesh sooner. Amen, I'm telling you today that every one of us, amen, need to understand that we need to grow up under Christ. Amen, Paul was saying, I want to give you some spiritual meat. He said, but you haven't cut your teeth yet. Amen. He said, I'm having to give you milk because you can't chew meat and you'll choke on the meat. Jesus told Nicodemus and John, He said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now Nicodemus was confused and he asked him, how can a man be born when he is old? And could you imagine what a confusing state this had to be in? Spoken of in in these days before anyone knew anything about being born again. And Jesus looked at Nicodemus and said, you got to be born again. How mind-boggling that had to be to this great man. And Nicodemus asked him about it. And he said, how in the world can a man be born again when he's an old man? And Jesus answered him this and said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of the water, And of the spirit he could not enter into the kingdom of God. I want you to know that any word that Jesus spoke was important. Amen. Any word contained in the word of God. Amen. And all the word is is absolutely life saving and, and, and able to transform us. But especially those words of Jesus. And I find that when Jesus said verily, verily. He was emphasizing a point, amen, and it needs, uh, it needs recognition. And we as people of, of the children of God need to recognize that we need to perk up when Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you. Amen. I'm going to submit today this, that before anybody can grow up, he first must be born. We've got some folks today that try to grow up that have never been born. You may add some things to your life. You may subtract some things from your life. Amen. But until you're born again, you'll you'll never come into the kingdom of God. Amen. That's just biblical word. That's that's the Bible. That's the word of God. Amen. And I know today that if we're going to see him, amen, we've got to be born again. Amen. Scripture says we must be born again. Mark tells us this, he that believeth, 
and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. That is lost. And these signs shall follow them. Everyone say follow them. Follow them that believe. Now there's a lot of people today that follow signs. But I believe today that if we're children of the king, the signs need to follow us, Brother Kevin. Amen. I believe today that they ought to follow us everywhere that we go. The signs and wonders and the hand of God needs to operate in our lives. And I, I want to say today, he is not just speaking of apostles and he's not just speaking of prophets and he's not just speaking of evangelists and, and all of these ministry. He, he is telling us this. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe, I don't know about you, but I believe in Christ Jesus. I believe that he came, that he was born of a virgin Mary, amen, that he lived, that, that he made blinded eyes to see, and he made the lame to walk, and he made the deaf to hear, and he healed the leper, amen, he was here. And then he died on a hill called Mount Calvary. But thank God, he didn't rest in the grave permanently. He got up, he rose again. And I know today that through what he has accomplished, amen, we can be saved. So I'm a believer. The Bible said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, shall they cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. Everyone say tongues. Amen. We need to teach on tongues more than we do. Amen. What are you talking about, preacher? Are you telling me that I need to talk in tongues to be saved? I'm going to give us some scripture. Amen. You mean this is a spiritual necessity in my life that I have got to react this way, I've got to do this way. Let's listen to the word of God. Jesus told Nicodemus, marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. And then he said this, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof. He said, but you can't tell whether it's coming or going, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit of God. Amen. I want to tell you today that when you're born of the Spirit of God, amen, you make a distinct sound in your life. Amen. Something comes out. Amen. My cup overflows when I am filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Something supernatural happens in my life. Amen. Too many times we're just looking for the tongues. But I want to tell us this, amen, that the tongue is the initial sign of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. I say initial as in first sign, amen, that when he falls on us, amen, and comes inside of us, out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water and something happens in us and we begin to speak in a tongue we never knew before. Hallelujah. Amen. It might be in a tongue that someone knows in the congregation. It might be in a foreign language. It might be a tongue of men or angels. Amen. But I do know this, that it is an unknown tongue. It is not known by the speaker of that. Praise God. So something happens there when we are filled with the Holy Ghost. When the day of Pentecost 
happened. Amen. When it was fully come, they were all in one accord. Everyone say everyone. Amen. Going back to that scripture in John, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord. Everyone was there. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the house wherein they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. Everybody say, everyone. Everyone that was in that room that day was filled with the Holy Ghost. When it fell into that room, it fell with an explosion of power, a demonstration of power as a mighty rushing wind filled the house and every one of them received the Holy Ghost and every one of them began to speak in a language that they did not know. Amen. Everyone, everyone. I want to expound on this just for a moment. When we receive the Holy Ghost, different things happen in us. And most of us in here have prayed people through to the Holy Ghost. And I will tell you today that I've seen people get the Holy Ghost and weep. Amen. As a baby would weep and cry tears of joy. Amen. All tears are not bitter. There's some beautiful tears of joy. Amen. I find the older I get, the more tears I shed. And those tears are not tears of bitterness. They're tears of joy. Amen. And, and when you get the Holy Ghost, you may cry tears of joy. When you get the Holy Ghost, I have seen that when it has hit people, they have run the aisles and, and, and shouted and danced all over the place as the Spirit of God fell upon them. Amen. That was powerful. It moved in their life. Amen. And then... Amen. They spoke in tongues as the anointing of God fell in their lives. I've seen people do a lot of different things. And I want to tell you today that you may jump, you may run, you may shout, you may stand still, you may stay kneeled down, but everyone that gets the Holy Ghost, amen, will begin to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gives them the utterance. Amen. It's real. It's powerful. It's, it's authentic. It's the presence of God. And it's there for you. Amen. And I want to tell you today that if you're looking for His presence, it's being poured out in this last day in such a phenomenal magnitude. All you've got to do is just commit your life to Christ, repent of your sins, and He'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Right here, right now. Acts 2 and 38 says this. Repent and be baptized. There's this word again. Every one of you. Every one of you. Everyone say everyone. That was the commandment by Peter, amen, who was authorized by Christ to preach the message. He said, repent and be baptized. Every one of you. How many? Everyone. In the name of Jesus Christ. Why the name of Jesus Christ? Because it's the only name ever given under heaven whereby men must be saved. Amen. There's no other name given unto us that we can be saved in. And I, I know today what Matthew 28 and 19 tells us. Amen. Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. But if you'll read Matthew 28 and 18, you're going to find Jesus said it like this. All power 
in heaven and earth is given unto me. I, well, let me preach Jesus for a little bit. He is the Father in creation. He is the Son in redemption. He is the Holy Ghost in regeneration. And that name is the name that we are to be saved in. No other name under heaven can save you. Amen. No other name. There's no other name you can be saved in. Amen. Hare Krishna or Buddha or, or, or none of those other cats. Amen. They can save you. Amen. They don't have the ability to. As a matter of fact, oh Buddha, he's still in the grave. Oh, you hearing what I'm telling you today? The prophet Muhammad, he's still in the grave. But I've got a Savior whose name is Jesus that got up out of the grave, was resurrected on the third day, and he's still in heaven right now. Oh, make an intercession for my sins. That's what the Bible says. Praise God. Aren't you thankful today for the name of Jesus? He said, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the Father. He is the Son. He is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Those are titles. They're wonderful titles. They describe who He is, but His name. His name is Jesus. I'm a father. I'm a son. If I sign a check to you as a father, you cannot cash it. If I write a check to you in the name of the Son, you cannot cash it. Amen. But if I put Philip Cook on that check... Amen. I want you to know you can take it to the bank and cash it. Why? Because it's got my name on it. Let me tell you, you can cash in on the salvation that Christ is supplying. Amen. In the name of Jesus and in no other name. Praise God. He said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And this, is, this promise is unto you and your children. To all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Who's he talking about? Everyone. Woo! Everyone. Well, I didn't get it like that. I'm going to challenge you today. You need to get hold of God till you get it like that. Amen. I, I didn't respond like that when I was filled with the Spirit of God. Let me tell you today, you need to get hold of the throne room of heaven. Go into prayer, magnify the Lord, and ask Him to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to tell you, you'll respond when you get it. Hallelujah. I remember we hadn't been here long, and, and Sister Moore, amen, had told us that she had believed that she had received the Holy Ghost. And uh, uh, I remember we had prayed several people through to the Holy Ghost up here around the front. And uh, on that day that she received the Holy Ghost, something phenomenal happened in her life. Amen. The Holy Ghost didn't just fall on her. It fell around her. It fell on her feet. It fell on her head. It fell on her arms. She just dripped with the Holy Ghost. And she began speaking in a language she had never heard before. And I'll never forget, she told me afterwards, she said, I thought I had the Holy Ghost. She said, but when I got the Holy Ghost, she said, I realized there was something real and powerful about that that I'd never gotten. Oh, my. Amen. I didn't just come to preach this message. But I want to tell you, if you ain't got the Holy 
Holy Ghost. You need to get the Holy Ghost today. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's powerful. It's real. It'll change the way you act. It'll change the way you live. It'll change the way you dress. It'll change the way you walk. It'll, oh, it'll change the friends you hang around with. Amen. You'll no longer keep the same company. Amen. Some will say, well, that's a mean thing to say. No. Amen. Evil communication corrupts. We know that. Amen. Let me tell you about this. That when you get it, you'll find out that there'll be some friendships broken in your life. Amen. Of those that were catastrophic to your spiritual benefit. Praise God. To grow up. Everybody say grow up. To grow up, you first must be born. Now we find the word telling us after our new birth that we must grow up unto Christ in all, three, in all things. Hebrews 6 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. That word perfection there is teleos. And it means maturity. And you can find that word attached to the fruit tree as in a ripened fruit. It is ready to pick. It is complete. Amen. I, I want to say this today. Amen. That when we come to Him in the knowledge and the power of His salvation, let me tell us today, God can save you in five minutes. I, I want us to understand today, and this is so important to understand, when you repent of your sins and you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins, and you are filled with the Holy Ghost, the work of salvation has visited you in your life. Amen. And let me tell you this, what God has cleansed, no man can dirty. Amen. Praise God. When you get up from an altar after having received his spirit and gone through the plan of salvation according to the word of God, he has put you in relationship with him. You're born again. Amen. All things are become new. All the old stuff of my life is over. Everything is new. And, and all of a sudden, I, I don't think like I did. And all of a sudden, I, I don't do some things that I did. Why? Amen. Because I'm a new person in Christ. And now we find written in the word of God this, that I've got to grow up unto Christ and I've got to leave the principles of the doctrine of Christ, not to forsake them. He said, but let us go on unto perfection. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection that were teleos or mature. He is saying this, you need to grow up. You want to know one thing that we struggle with in our life? So many people stay in the same shape that they're in from the time they pray through until they die. There's no growth. There's no maturity. Amen. They struggle with the same issues that they did when they prayed through. They, they, they do the same things that they did. Amen. They struggle with the old rotten self. Amen. And then I hear them say unproductive things in their life like this. I can't get over this. And I can't get beyond this. And I can't do this. And I can't do this. And I can't do this. Let, let me tell us today. Amen. In the life of a child going from, from, from baby to uh, 
uh, young child to adolescent to uh, young adult to full maturity. Amen. There is a process of growth in each stage that has to happen. And I want to tell us today that I'm, I'm, I'm 57 years old and, and today if I was just learning to walk, somebody would say there's something wrong with that guy. Is that all right? Amen. Well, well, well he, he wasn't around very long. Yes, I was. I've been here a while. Amen. And that means this, that I need to come to a place of maturity in my life. Amen. I see so many people today that struggle growing up under Christ. They, they struggle living for God. They are happy where they were when they came to that point of salvation in their life. I, I, I want to tell us today, thank God for the, for the glory and the goosebumps that fell on me when I was regenerated in the spirit of God. Amen. But God wants you to go on. Amen. God is looking for you to be perfected and, and go on unto maturity in your life. Man, to, to grow up. Man, everybody say grow up. Grow up. There's some things that we need to get over in our life. I know some things we have to go through. I'm not talking about battles today. I'm talking about things that trouble this old man. Things that trouble this old flesh. Amen. Now, I understand there's some things we have to go through. But I am going to tell you today that there are some things we need to get over. Is that all right? Amen. There's seen things that we need to get over. I want to tell you today that if you've had habits tearing your life apart, you need to get over them. Mm. If you've got relationships with people that are ungodly, you need to get over them. Amen. If you've got a batch of friends around you that are dragging you down spiritually, let me tell you, you need to break some yokes there and and go on and love God because your relationship with God is paramount in your life. That's the most important thing, that you serve and live and love the living God. Amen. Put him first. Amen. In your life, in all aspects. Amen. There's some things today in our life that we need to get over in order to grow up. Verse 9 tells us this. Not laying again the foundations of repentance from dead works by faith toward God. Verse 9 tells us, but beloved, we are persuaded better things of you. Things that accompany salvation. How many know that when we come to Christ, we're birthed into a a new kingdom that we are put into a process of growth in our life and there are some things that need to accompany salvation. Amen. For us to get to him in the condition that he is looking for. Amen. Believe it or not, we do not have it all together when we pray through. We are not spiritually mature. I wish that we were. Wouldn't it be so much easier to get up from an altar, Brother Anthony, and have it all figured out? Amen. Wouldn't have to whip this old flesh sometimes, you know, to make it pray. Amen. I I, I wouldn't struggle with some of the issues and sins that trouble this old flesh. And let me tell you, this, the, we, we need to understand this today. Sin abides in this flesh. Do we know that? That's what Apostle Paul said. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. He said, what am I going to do with this old body of death? 
He said, it's wretched, it's miserable. Why? Because this old flesh always drags me towards sin. But the Spirit of God and my spirit tied with His drags me into a world of maturity and a world of holiness and a world of righteousness that's going to get me to God. Amen. It is the process of change that happens in all of us. Amen. And we need to know today that in coming to Christ, there's some things that need to accompany our salvation. Amen. When we get up from the altar, amen, we haven't got it all figured out. Let me tell us this. We're born of water and of spirit. Amen. We've just received our birth certificate, not our, not our diploma. Amen. I, I get tickled. I hear people today, they'll say, you know, I was born again. I was saved. I hadn't been to church since then. Well, when was then? That was 40 years ago. No. They, they haven't come to an understanding of the word of God that says forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Oh my. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. This is why we need pastors and teachers and prophets and evangelists. Amen. This is why we need these ministers in our life. Amen. To point us into the, the right direction that we need to go. Amen. We're not fully mature when we're born into the kingdom, but we're coming to a place of maturity through the process of, of becoming spiritual. Now, Paul goes on to say this in, in Philippians. He said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. This is a part where everybody jumps for glee. Everybody shouts about dying for him. Amen. Yeah, I know. We, we can preach about blessing. We'll run the aisles. We, we preach about the joy of the Holy Ghost. And we, we want to run around the house of God. But when we start preaching the cross of Calvary and take up your cross and follow him. Amen. It, it goes from glory to him to oh me. Amen. Because I understand then that something is required in my life to bring me to a place of maturity. And Paul said it like this. He said, I've got to come to the place of maturity in my life. He said, he said that I can know him. He said in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Amen. Let me talk to us about his suffering. There was a cross that Jesus died on that hill called Mount Calvary. Amen. But let me tell us this. Before he ever died on the cross, he looked at his disciples and he said, take up your cross and follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. That's not the running, jumping, shouting message. A lot of times we don't, uh, we, we, we want to hear why. Because it cost us. The cutting away of the flesh, the circumcision of the heart. Amen, that's not something that, that we glorify in. It's not. Amen, because we know that things are being extracted and things are being added and God is building a building and he's making us and he's creating us and he's fixing us, he's adding to us, he's taking away. Amen, one said it, amen, in talking about Israel, he, he said he is the potter, we are the clay. Let's be honest, sometimes it hurts to be the clay. Doesn't it? It hurts to be the clay. Amen. I, 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 I'm still the clay and I'm going to tell you today that as God works on this old preacher, it hurts to be the clay. But I, I, I need to understand this today. 
Amen. That, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. How did he die? He died on a cross on Mount Calvary. Amen. And I need to understand today that if I'm going to be like him, then I need to take up my cross and follow him. I've got to crucify this flesh, Sister Abby. I don't like to. Boy, it hurts. Amen. There's a lot of tears through crucifixion. There's a lot of wounds. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of dread. Amen. But I know in the, in the end of it, I'm better than I was in the beginning of it. Paul goes on to say this, brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended. He said, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth, amen, to those which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize. Amen. I, I've got to forget. Those, and and it's, it's funny. Amen. He put this all together as in one lump sum. He said this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind. Reaching forth to those which are before. I want you to know you can never, you can never reach forth until you let go. Oh my, I could preach about this for a while. Amen. There's a lot of people that are trying to reach forth without letting go. Amen. I, I want to preach to me if nobody else. There's things in our life that are detrimental to my spiritual health. And if I'm going to have Christ as preeminent in my life, I've got to let go of some things that would hinder me and drag me down. And I've got to come to a place of admitting, oh God, help me let go of it. Help me get rid of it. It might be popular with everybody. But if it's detrimental to my health, I've got to get it out of my life. I've got to get rid of it. Amen. If it comes against my prayer life, I need to get rid of it. Amen. If you've got a nice 20-foot bass boat, amen, that you can just wear out and catch a lot of fish and you've got all the electronics and all the fun stuff on it, amen, that's a wonderful thing. But if that thing gets in the way of your prayer life, you're better off to hack that thing in pieces and get rid of it. Amen. There's some things that we need to let go of. Reaching forth to those which before. He said, I press toward the mark for the prize. First Corinthians, Paul says this. When I was a child, he said, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. We don't think as children anymore, do we? we if you think of your life before Christ, pre-Christ, I almost don't remember that man. I, I don't. That was such a different man. I thought differently. I don't do like I did. I don't want the same things. I, it's just a complete transformation of the mind. Amen. And, and here Paul puts it into really uh, great understanding. He said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. He said, I thought as a child. But when I became a man. He said, I put away my childish things. Everybody say, put away. I put away my childish things. There's things in our life that we have to put away. When we drop back down memory road and we look at the hills that we played in when we were children, a lot of them are not near as big as they were when we were children. Because we've got a, a kingdom perspective. We've got a bigger perspective. We stand taller than we did. I mean, things don't look the same. 
But when I was a child, I, I thought as a child, I understood as a child. Brother Moore, would you help me for a minute? Grab that, grab that box right over there. Put it, put it right here, if you would, on that. I, I, I told Brother Walden when he saw my box I said the Bible said they shall take up serpents I'm just, I'm just kidding y'all don't nobody run out of here Brother Kevin we ain't handling no snakes tonight don't even think about it I, I want us to see something here today You know, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child, I spake as a child, and I, I, I. Let me see. I got Captain America. He's cool, man. I play with him when I get bored. said when I, when I was a child he said I, I, I played with some things he said but when I when I got older I, I got more mature and he said I put away some childish things and I, I've said this and I I believe that, that when we grow up unto him I'm going to dribble this ball and I'm not meaning any disrespect to the house of God I'm doing this as an example see here I know Brother Kevin right now is wanting this ball just sure as the world. You know, the thing about this ball is this, and I could preach this two ways. You know, when it goes down, it just comes right back up. And that's a good thing, you know, when we fall, I shall arise. That's, that, that's an awesome message. Amen. When I fall, I shall arise. But I, I want to preach this today in this context. I, I want us to understand there's a lot of people that live spiritual lives just like this ball. This is one of the this is one of the uh, the hardest things for pastors to cope with. Is that all right? Amen. Because we're cheering people on and we're saying, "Come on, just live for God." We see them go down, and then while they're down, come on, you can live for God, and they'll they'll come back up. I want to tell us today that the Bible says this, that one day God is going to look at us that have been faithful and he's going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom. I, I want to tell us today that it, it's time that some of these old things that drag us down quit dragging us down. It's time that some of these things that bother us and haunt us and trouble us and, and, and just wreak havoc in our lives that we get over them and we put them so far out of our life that we never have them to contend with again. Amen. I've, I've preached about this before. John, I'll let you have my ball. In, in, in my household, before God really uh, 
invaded the Cook household and he filled my father with the Holy Ghost and mother and the brothers. We, we, we were like most other families. We were along. All of the men were smokers. We all smoked. Every one of us smoked. My great-great-granddaddy did. My great-great-granddaddy did. My granddaddy, my dad, believe it or not, Brother Henry Cook, back before he gave his life to the Lord, all of us boys did, didn't we, Brother Kevin? And uh, did you know that I came to Christ with a habit in my life? And, and I remember, Brother Danny, that habit. I struggled with that habit, and I, I fought with that habit. And, and, and I was, I, was, I, I want to say, doing my best living for God. But I, I, I would come up, and I would go down because I knew... I knew the conviction of it. I, I knew that, that I was failing myself. I knew that, that I was, I was, I, I was uh, uh, just allowing chemicals and rottenness to invade my lungs and my body. And this is a temple of the Holy Ghost. And I needed to, to treat it right. Y'all with me? Amen. And then I came to a place in my life that I'll never forget. I said, that's enough. I've had it. This thing has crushed me enough times and I'm sick and I'm tired of it. Let, let me tell us this today. It's time that some of us got sick and tired of some things that are bothering us and troubling us that you have lived with for years and years and years. And I want to tell you today, amen, you, you need to quit like the bouncing ball and you need to level out and live for God and make up in your mind that I'm going to make it home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget some things that are behind me. I'm going to reach forth to some which are before and I'm going to press toward the mark for the prize. But you're Never make it there as long as you're hanging on to old things. When I finally had enough, I remember I went into a prayer room with no pastor around and nobody else around and no preacher around, no altar call. I went down to the church after hours. I locked myself in a Sunday school room and I said, God, I ain't getting up from here until I'm through with this thing. And I remember I made a promise to God and the Holy Ghost fell in that room and when I walked out of that room, I was delivered in in the name of Jesus. I want to tell you today, God wants to deliver you. He wants to lose you and set you free. But what you got to do is make up in your mind, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to live like this anymore. I'm, I'm not going to that place anymore. I'm not taking this in my life anymore. Why? Because... It's detrimental to my spiritual health. I, I'm watching the clock today. I, I want to tell, tell this congregation, you have callings in your life. I'm just teaching today. You have callings in your life. Amen. God has called you in some form of ministry. Did you know every saint of God that's in this place? Amen. And if you're not operating in a ministry in your life, you're miserable. You know you are. If you're not doing something for the kingdom, it will drive you insane. It's time that we realize God has called us with a purpose. Praise God. Let me see what else I got in here. Play-Doh. This is what I hate in this church right here. These kids pop this open and it gets mashed in the carpet. Guess who gets to get it up? 
Brother Kevin really wants my Play-Doh. <laughs> you know, you can't see that without wanting to get your hands in it. You know, some of y'all just want to get hold of it right now. You know, the thing about this old Play-Doh is this. Is whatever shape you put it in, it'll go to. Whatever shape. You, you can make a person out of it. You can make a car. You, you, you can make a wagon. You, you can make a baby. It, it conforms to the hands that molded it. That's what it is. That's, that's what it does. Let me, let me tell us today that, that when we are born again and we're getting over some things in our life, Scripture said, be not conformed to this world. Some of us right now, the world is doing this right here to us. And it's just, it's just working us over and, and you're the tail instead of the head. And, and, and it, it just, look at that, Brother Tony, you just grab that. You just shape that, whatever you want to say, it feels good, don't it? You, don't, you shape that into whatever you want to shape it into. I'm going to preach for a minute. Scripture says this, be not conformed to this world. Don't be shaped to this world. I, I want to tell us today that we need to get away from the things in the world. We're living today in one of the wickedest generations that has been since the generation of Noah and the generation of Lot. That's what the Bible said. That's the generation that we're living in. And I want you to understand today that we need to know that we need to examine our lives and make sure that society is not conforming us to their ideals. We need to make sure that, that, that those around us are not conforming us into something that God does not want us to be. This is one of the reasons that we have to watch the friends that we hang around with. Because if we're not careful, they'll get us to go their way. And all of a sudden, we're being conformed to their way of thinking and their way of doing and their way of reacting. Let me tell you this. We are not to be conformed to this world, but we are to be Transformed by what? By the renewing of our mind. Amen. Let me tell us this. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. When I got up from an altar after having received the Holy Ghost, God put in me a new mind. And I don't think like, oh my, I don't think like I did. I don't act like I did. I don't do like I did. I got up free. I got liberated. Amen. But if you're not careful, sin will drag you right down. Right back into that state that you were in before you come to him. And the next thing you know, you're being conformed to this world. Conformed to its ideals. Conformed to, to, to its prospects. Conformed to what it wants you to be. Let me tell you something. This old wretched world is going down in flames. But thank God I've got a promise in God that is yea and amen. And I know today, amen, that Jesus Christ is coming after me to get me out of an old rotten world. And I've, oh listen, you need to fall in love with Jesus and fall out of love with the world. Amen. And get on to loving God and worshiping God and mag oh my, get beyond all of that. Hallelujah. God has not called you into that kind of idea. Can't hang on to it. Just put it right in there. Pitch it right in there. 
You ready to receive the Holy Ghost? All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today's your day, Brother John. Today's your day. Don't be afraid. Come on, open that mouth and let it go. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it right there, Brother John. Make a sound with it. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Give him your voice. That's it.
Brother John, you just keep on praying right there. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, there's some others in here today. You need to obey the Holy Ghost right now. This is your moment. This is your hour. Come on, he wants to baptize you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. All you've got to do is get up out of your pew and say right here, right now. Oh, could we gather up around this front altar area, church? Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, let's let the Holy Ghost move in this place. I'm not done, but God is. Hallelujah. Come on, he's going to get the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, that's it, Brother John.